And welcome, everyone, to another edition, a special edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. This is our official Valentine's Day podcast. Can you guys believe it? Well, this is incredible. And the reason it's incredible is because I got some incredible people with me uh, today. And this very special thing is I've got Coach Ted Huber and Coach Bart Curtis with me. But more importantly, I've got their person that has always uh, been their biggest supporter in uh, getting things done as far as goes to football coaching. And that's their wives since it's Valentine's Day, or soon will be. So I have Sarah Curtis with me, and I have Maureen Huber. And ladies, welcome to our show today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Well, it's so good to have you. And i tell you what, you know, what's so important about this is that, you know, in my many years of coaching as an assistant coach, I've been around great coaches, and two of them I happen to be in the presence of right now and it it always stands true they always have great wives and that is certainly the case in both of these cases as i'm growing to know and of course knowing marine forever and have grown to know sarah over these last four years and what you guys do and the support you give your guys and the whole football program is just incredible so that's kind of what we want to focus in in and uh, talk a little bit about here as far as it goes to uh, the role the wives play, the very important role the wives play in uh, being part of and building a football program at, uh, in this case, particular high school. And, uh, of course, Ted Marine will talk a little bit about college ball with you guys, too, as we move through uh, today's show. So let's get started. And um, I've got a list of questions here. I suppose we'll start. Ted Marine will start with you um, uh, just a little bit here. Let's talk about... Uh, um, where did you guys meet and how long before you actually got married? Let's talk about that. So go ahead, lead the way. Okay. Okay. Well, we met as college, uh, freshmen. Uh, it was in the spring of the year. Uh, we, uh, it was kind of funny. We met actually in Ohio, but, uh, I don't know if you want to know the reason for that. But. Well, sure. <laughs> If you want to share well, it, we want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, at Ball State University, if you're a freshman and you're uh, not 21 years old and able to have a little um, refreshing beer or yeah, something. Adult beverages. Bart always calls beverages. it adult beverages. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. we, uh, what you do is you go about, I don't know, an hour away, maybe at the most, into Ohio, where you could drink 3-2 beer. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's that's where we go. There was a, a big uh, dance hall there, and um, that's where we, we met, actually, not so much during when we were there, but when we were uh, on our way back to Ball State. I okay. ended up, uh, he, there were some of the guys there that had come, uh, at, but they all, there were several of them that ended up in our cars and I ended up sitting on Ted's lap. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and that's pretty <laughs> much how we met. Okay. All right. And then, <laughs> and, uh, uh, so Ted, did the old, uh, Cupid, uh, Cupid zero go through the heart right away or was that something that kind of had to, uh, develop? Well, First of all, I couldn't remember what she looked like. Um, <laughs> and 
And so I asked around. All I knew was she had red hair. Right. And uh, (laughs) I asked around and kind of found out. And uh, then uh, one thing led to another. And uh, we kind of got to know each other. And for a couple, three years, it was kind of up and down. Right. uh, Depending on... uh, you know, probably me, I suppose. Uh-huh. But, uh, anyway, that's, that's about how it happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The funny thing too, also with that is that, uh, the, there were three, uh, gals that were freshmen. Three of us had red hair. Oh, okay. So it took them a while to figure out which one, <laughs> which one it was. Right. Right. Uh, I think yeah, it, I so, think it was the Mishawaka factor that probably pushed him over the edge, though. It's just my guess, probably, but, you know. Probably, <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, we we dated for probably uh, I don't know the rest of the school year and into the high uh, the summer. Okay. And then uh, after that, it was not until we were seniors that we actually started. Uh, got together again and started dating. Oh, okay. And that right. was our senior in uh, college. Okay. All right. So, and, uh, and it was, um, I think I had graduated already. Right. Uh, when, uh, lo- before we were married. That was a little I'm, bit more of a challenge for Ted, that graduation part, wasn't it? Or not? <laughs> Just, I mean, yeah, maybe I not. I mean, no. <laughs> so I graduated and I was, um, uh, I had a t- I had a job, right? Uh, not a teaching job, sure. In uh, South Bend at South Bend Central, right? Wow. Oh, he doesn't. Okay, and no, so okay. anyway, that we got married uh, in December of that same year, uh, 1964. Right in December, at the very end of uh, 1964. Okay, all right, all right. I'm going to turn it over to Sarah and Bart now because. I got a little insight on this because I did an interview with Bart and Sarah when we were doing the Bart Curtis show, which is uh, a show that we do, do during the football season there. And Sarah, um, you met Coach um, Bart in a in a homeless shelter. I always thought that was kind of an interesting statement that you made. So you take it from there. Okay. How fitting. Yeah, right. <laughs> I thought you met Coach in a homeless shelter. I mean, you know. Go ahead. Well, we were both non-traditional students at Bethel College, wrapping up our uh, degrees in education, and we took a multicultural educational class, and which uh, took us uh, on a journey to Chicago, uh-huh. so we could experience the different neighborhoods, <clears throat> sure. different cultures, and and one of the opportunities was to work in a soup kitchen mm-hmm. slash homeless shelter. Right. And I had noticed him before that. Right. He, uh, was it the he, devastating good looks? Is that what? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. There, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of the bad boy. Oh yeah. Now it's a shock. <laughs> there, yeah. Okay. Wore hiking boots and uh-huh. flannel shirts and right. big old beard. And sure. I was kind of draw, <laughs> drawn to him because he, he was not the, uh, the typical right, right. college student. And he's so, kind of uh, a helpless kind of guy that yeah, you, you saw. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so. Coach Coach Curtis, what what, what was <clears throat> your – how did this all transpire in your mind? Well, what, what she says is true. We had actually met prior to that. I was running late for a class. 
<laughs> which is highly unusual. Right. And I pulled in, and Sarah pulled in right beside me in this big old station wagon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we were both kind of running late to a class and talked on the way into class briefly. And uh, so that was kind of actually our meeting. And then shortly after that, mm-hmm. we went to the homeless shelter. Okay. And uh, she rescued me from that. So. Right. There you go. <laughs> but yeah. Her, her, her rendition of the story is accurate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, that would have been 1988. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Okay. And, uh, you know, started dating and would, uh, I'd try to convince her to miss class and go get breakfast and, right. <laughs> and drink coffee. And uh, uh, that worked a couple times. And then she was on to me. Right. Um, <laughs> she figured you out. missing class. Yeah. So we had to go to class and then we would go for breakfast or coffee or whatnot afterwards. And, okay. uh, you know, one thing led to another. And, right. uh, Next thing you know, she asked me to marry her, and I said oh. yes, and uh, that was we got married in 1990, and the rest is history. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. We got engaged about a year after we met. Um, okay. The day we of did. the big San Francisco earthquake. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Man, that's October. kind of a great way to remember that. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I forgot that. Some people that use, that like, day. Valentine's Day or Easter or something like You guys use the earthquake. That's good. That's great <laughs> stuff. Okay. That was a sign. Well, well, I tell you what, that's, that's both of them are, you know, good stories here, but the next question, the obvious question that, um, and I have these questions provided for me, but, uh, it's also questions that I've kind of thought up on my own too, uh, on occasion there, but did you guys know both you ladies here, did you both know that these guys were going to end up being football coaches? Was that something that you figured, well, this is going to happen. Maureen, you can answer that first if you want. Oh, yes. I, I knew from the beginning that uh, we would be involved uh, in, for, first of all, for football. Right. I mean, at, at the time. And, uh, and I knew that that was going to be our, probably our life was uh, football and coaching. Right, right. Right. Sarah, mm-hmm. was that the same with you or not? Yes, yes, absolutely. You knew that that was going to be it. Mm-hmm. Now, did both in both cases, though, did you guys kind of like, come around i mean you've been around athletics you you know watched athletics you've been involved in athletics i mean is that the case and for both of you i mean were you used to that yeah oh yes uh i was an only child right uh and my dad took me everywhere as a a young person Mm -hmm. uh we went to basketball games we went to football games uh we listened to back in the day because i'm a little older than uh some of you, <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, I can remember growing up and lay, uh, laying on the floor in the living room, listening to baseball games with my dad. Okay, all right. So because we didn't have television, sure, we, you know, so it was just radio. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so it was. I've always been um, drawn to athletics, right. athletics. So it, it was a, a real pretty good fit. Right, right. Sarah, is that the same in your case? Yeah. Or? No. Not so much. Okay. So I grew up with two sisters, uh-huh. and my father uh, is a civil engineer and a workaholic. Okay. And so, um, yeah, sports <clears throat> was not really a, a priority or an emphasis in our in my growing up. But, right. Um, yeah, and I would overhear Bart talking to others, and 
when we were in college and it was always about football. Right. I thought, wow, this guy is a fanatic for <laughs> football. But uh, I would say I'm somewhat of a fanatic for football now too. No, I, I yeah. attest to that. No question. <laughs> um, okay. Um, both of you, uh, as far as it goes to um, your first, um, the first coaching job, well, how, how did that come about? And um, Maureen, we'll stay with you first here. Okay. Um, well, his first coaching job uh, was he was an assistant and a good friend. Uh, we were he was looking for a job, and uh, his, has a good friend that got a, a head job and and asked him to come and help him uh, at Greensburg um, at the okay. high school there at the, in Greensburg, Indiana. Right. Well, that that was in uh, nineteen sixty seven. That's where the that's where the tree is, right? That's where the tree right, is. Right, that's okay. right. Grows out of the yeah. courthouse top. Yeah. Okay. Right. Go ahead. And uh, by that time, we had we had uh, our daughter Kelly. Uh-huh. Uh So we uh, um, decided that well, yeah, we that sounds good, and we moved uh, to Greensburg, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that was his first uh, coaching job, and it was in an, as an assistant, okay. not as a head coach. All right, Sarah, what 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 was uh, when did Bart spring the news on you that hey, I got a job? <laughs> well, he was coaching when we were dating. He was coaching at South Bend, Washington. Okay, and right. working on his degree thanks to uh, Scott Bovenkirk. You bet, Coach Bovenkirk. Really, really encouraged Bart to go back and finish his education. One of our loyalist listeners, Coach Bovenkirk <laughs> is. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, we're forever grateful Absolutely. to him for, you know, strongly encouraging Bart to finish his degree and because sure. he saw, you know, great potential in him. And of course, he was um, Scott's defensive coordinator as right. well. He didn't encourage so. me, threaten me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more accurate <laughs> with the coach Bob. And he also paid for a few of your meals. He too. did. Oh, he there did. you go. He still writes me off. He still writes me off as a tax. So once uh, we we uh, graduated in May from mm-hmm. Bethel, okay, and we were married in June, okay, and um, we kind of assumed that uh, once he received his degree and had his teaching license that um, Washington would hire him on. Right. And that didn't happen. Ooh. And two weeks prior to our wedding day, Night before. he was still without a job. Oh, wow. Um, and we were walking through the mall and ran into uh, Mike Jennings, who was the head coach at New Prairie at the time. Oh, okay. Okay. And he had just taken a position as a uh, an assistant principal, and he was a PE teacher, so his PE teaching position was open, and mm-hmm. and asked Bart if he would be interested. Yeah. And uh, yes, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> and so yes, literally just a couple of weeks before um, we were married, he. We were out shopping for the groomsman's so, gifts. Oh, right. yeah. Right. So, so, so like, you just happened to run into him then? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Kind so, of. So in hindsight now, we are really, really grateful that it worked out that way. Um, was, we had a tremendous experience at New Prairie for one year as he was an assistant. Right. And then his uh, first head coaching position was actually at Maconaqua okay. High School in 
Bunker Hill. Went south. Okay, sure. Yeah, and okay. uh, I can still remember the day that we got the call that he was going to be their guy. We were dancing around our little kitchen <laughs> on 26th Street in South Bend. and Load up um, the truck. We're moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was teaching second grade in Elkhart. Okay. And, um, yeah, but I... We well, finished out the year and packed our bags and right. headed south. Well, and that's something, Maureen, I know you're no, <laughs> no stranger. I've got a list of the places that you and uh, Ted uh, managed to move. So packing up and moving on, uh, certainly no stranger to that. But uh, Ted's first head coaching job, where was that, Maureen? Uh, the first head coaching job was uh, real close to here. We're back in, in the same area. That was at uh, Hamilton Heights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, I, I, I don't remember exactly how that happened. I mean, I, I think somebody, uh, somebody called him or if somebody told him that there was a, a place, you know, there was a position open at Hamilton Heights. And right. I remember him being on the telephone and, and talking to somebody about that, Ted. It was late in July and, uh, it opened up and, I won't name any names, but right. uh, the guy kind of got crossways in the community that was the head coach. And, uh-huh. and uh, so anyway, he uh, lost his job. And yeah. what's interesting is uh, he got a better job than he had. But anyhow, uh, he lost his job and that job opened up. So it was really kind of a, uh, a favor to somebody that, uh, was looking for a head coaching job that had not had a head coaching job because, uh, you know, everybody uh, in late July is ready to go with their own program. So sure. anyway, it opened up and uh, and I interviewed and I knew right away it was a good place because um, when I interviewed at the uh, administration building in Cicero, Indiana, <laughs> uh, after I after I uh, interviewed and I started to started to walk out, shook hands and all that, and this other the guy comes up to me and he said, "Hey, he said, if you get on the street uh, about a, a block, he said there's a tavern down there. He said you can get a couple beers, and he said we're going to make a decision tonight. So, you know, <laughs> stick around. Oh wow, okay? mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, they came down and got me and." Uh, offered me the job. And I think I told you this before, Dave, being a wrestling coach, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. I was leaving <laughs> after accepting the job. And uh, the superintendent says, oh, and by the way, uh, you're the head wrestling coach, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, you're the head coach of the wrestling team. Yeah, okay, that's good stuff. Yeah. 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 But it was here in Hamilton County. It's about, uh, I don't know. 15 miles. 15 miles from where we're at right now. Wow, so. wow. Circle of life brings you right back. Yeah, huh? right. Exactly. All right, now let me ask you this. Now, both of you, of course, now you're now it's different. You are you were an assistant coach's wife. That's different. Now you're a head coach's wife. So the game has changed. When did that, the reality of that, I mean, did that really kind of hit you guys in the face? Like, man, this is a different situation now that he's the head coach and, and – Either one, I don't care. Maureen, go ahead. Let... Yeah, yeah. Um, I would, I would say that no, it really wasn't uh, uh, any problem or any that much different uh, because, um, well, I'd have to tell a, a 
story, a back story. We got time. Of when we were still in school. Right. Uh, and because um, it was when I was, uh, we were married and Ted was back getting a degree uh, that uh, I had the job and uh, was teaching. Right. Uh, and I had a baby or, you know, she was about a little over a year old. Right. And um, I was going to school myself, trying to get uh, started on my uh, master's. Right. And um, I would come home from school, and this, this, I mean, it's just like concrete in my head that I remember this. Right. I'm standing there trying to get dinner on the table, uh, and um, I had a little girl wound around my leg. Right. And I remember standing there saying, if he ever gets a job, I'm not working. Right. <laughs> I'm staying home. Right. And I am raising our, you know, and being in the family and raising our children. Sure. Sure. And that, I mean, is, is just as loud as you can say it, is where the decision was made in my head. Right. How, how our life was going to be. Right. Right. That uh, I, I mean, I just felt that it was just important that I be the person at home, right? And sure. not, and uh, and I, I didn't try to, you know, much go go ahead to try to get a job anywhere or do, you know, I just right. felt like. Uh, so anyway, that's that's pretty much how that happened, right? And that, the being a, a wife of a, with him being a, the head. Was was really good. I mean, it was uh, it was more fun. I think him being the head coach because I became uh, a, I met more people. Sure. Rather mm -hmm. than you know, I was because it was he was in charge. Right. And so I was kind of there too. You know. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so right. uh, yeah. I think I I, I like I like the fact that he when he was uh, the head coach. Sure. Sure. But to me, more more involved. Right. Was, yeah. Sarah, would you say what was what was your situation with that? And as, as far as it goes to, hey, the reality is he's the head coach now. Yeah. Well, I went from being super super excited and very very proud of him. I I knew that that is what he wanted more than anything was you know to be head coach of his right. own team. Mm -hmm. And uh, so anyway, went from pure excitement to pure terror. Right. Once uh, the responsibility was sure. placed upon us, just, um, you know, we were young and I overheard someone questioning, you know, what in the world, this guy, he's never been a head coach before. And oh, yeah. He's, he's awfully young. Does does he know what he's doing? And right. Not really in those words, but just kind sure. of that. <clears throat> and uh, I just remember being so worried, you know, thinking, sure. are we really cut out for this? Right. And, um, moving away from our, our family. Sure. Sure. Uh, well, and that's another aspect of it. And it's not, I don't have that written down anywhere, but yeah, you guys get to sit in the stands on Friday night and hear people who maybe don't realize that they're sitting close to the right. head coach's wife and, right. and here they are running their mouth off about, you know, the wrongs or the rights or whatever is happening out there on the field. Right. So, yeah. And I, I did, I spent a lot of time worrying, um, about what people were thinking, sure, and what they were saying, and uh, but um, the opposite he, of 
my concerns. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which, but he went on to be very successful sure. that first year. And yeah. They carried him off the field after uh, <laughs> her first win I was against Gas I was 100 pounds lighter. <laughs> let the record A little show. easier. Okay. And I jumped the fence, too, to congratulate him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't sure. do that anymore either. But, yeah. Uh, yeah it, She's almost... <clears throat> Has had to be removed from a couple games, Dave. A little known fact. Oh, really? Yeah, she, she let her emotions get the best of her. <laughs> right, think, right. Uh, we're playing at School Field against South Bend, Washington. Uh-huh. She got into a shouting match with one of their fans. <laughs> <clears throat> and our human resources director for Mishawaka had to calmly walk over and put his arms around her, Greg Hicksonbaugh, and... Uh, Calm her down a little bit. Right, so, right. But she was fully, fully invested right. from day one. Yeah. Uh, and then when you throw a, 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 a son that's also playing for you sure. into that mix, it, oh, it yeah. adds more, right. even totally. more emotion. Yeah, yeah. And Maureen and Ted can relate to that also, no yeah. question. So, well, and that's the thing, too. I mean, you guys are so deeply invested in this in so many ways. And, of course, you want to see – success for your husband, success for the team. Mm -hmm. Uh, You guys get to know the team members. You get to know the assistant coaches. I mean, you really become the the matriarch of the football squad and team, and uh, you are deeply invested in it. And so when someone rises up against, uh, you know, the quote-unquote football family, uh, it's understandable why, you know, you're emotional about it because it means so much. Absolutely. To so many different people. There's no question about that. So. Well, they say an attack on one is an attack on all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. we just see how much time they invest and sure. how much they care. And so, and I appreciate, appreciate what uh, Maureen had to say, too. We, we committed to uh, me staying home with the kids. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, that really. Sure. You almost have to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of time. Right. That, um, uh-huh. You know, Bart had to spend away from home and yeah, um, with okay. his other children. I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with his other way. children. Yeah. The other, the other 100, 100 kids yeah. that they, yeah, you're responsible for. Yeah, really. Um, okay, here's a, this is a real key hey, question. Dave, yeah, go ahead. Dave, I got, uh, I'd like to throw in something here. Do it. Uh, and have uh, Bart talk a little bit about the uh, other guys that were there when he went to McConaughey and, uh, the situation there with those other coaches. Well, it was in other places. Yeah, specifically, McConaughey. Yeah, it was McConaughey with uh, with Bridge and Prescott. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, w- when we first got to McConaughey, uh, I remember taking uh, uh, going down the All Star game that summer. I yet to coach a day at uh, McConaughey. But had been running workouts, but went down the all-star game, and, and someone introduced me to Bob Bridge uh, <laughs> at uh, North Miami High School, which uh, McConaughey is on the south side of Miami County, mm-hmm. and North Miami is obviously on the north side. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he uh, my first impression of Bob was uh, – Quite awe-inspiring because yeah. he, he he let me know immediately what was up at McConaughey, <laughs> who I could trust and who I could not trust. Right, uh, 
and he kind of gave me the lay of things. And, and after about five minutes with him, I was ready to head back to New Prairie as an assistant. <laughs> but, uh, but it worked out. But uh, it became a unique dynamic. Right. Uh, Bob and I have been fast friends since 1991. Right. And we would do a radio show together. And, right. and the first couple years, it was myself. Bob Bridge and Bill Rogeman was the head coach oh, wow. of Peru. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he's a Mishawaka Absolutely. guy, ironically. The Rogeman name at Mishawaka is huge. And we would meet at uh, a little coffee shop on Saturday mornings and have coffee and eat a breakfast buffet and uh, talk about how things went the night before and do the radio show. Mm-hmm. And and then Bill left and went. I'm not sure where he went, but, but he left and... Uh, Bob Prescott, who I've been friends with since 1994, mm-hmm. took the Peru job. So it was it was Bob, Bob Bridge, Bob Prescott, and myself. <laughs> okay, and that turned into, uh, I mean, I, I wish we could go back and hear some of those radio shows. <laughs> very rarely did we all three come in the night, the morning after a win. Oh yeah, and yeah. and uh, so somebody lost. Somebody Probably. usually lost, right. very, and we didn't play each other, so it wasn't like none of us played each other right, at that right. point. So uh, we would get there. The, the The show would start at nine. We'd get there about eight thirty. We'd do the buffet. Uh, that little truck stop there on uh, thirty one. Uh, there's, I think, there's yeah. a Holiday Inn Express there, and then yeah. across from there, there was a little restaurant where mm-hmm. we meet. Mm-hmm. And we would start to the radio show would go, and of course Bob Bridge would absolutely intimidate the uh, the interviewer. Yeah, okay. And uh, I've got I could do a radio show on on some of those stories. I'm sure <laughs> that Bob would. Have. Yeah, he was yeah. something else. Yeah, and so the show would end. He'd wrap up the cords, and he would leave. His name was Mark. I can't remember his last name. But great guy. Right. Uh, and, and before you knew it, they were bringing out the lunch buffet. Oh yeah. I mean, we would sit there and talk and talk and talk about, uh, you know, how do we do this better? How do we, and, and just okay. the, the growth of knowledge of being able to sit back and listen to both those guys right. talk about their programs and the way things are going. And, and sure enough, about 1130 quarter 12, they bring the lunch buffet out and we'd eat lunch <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, those were great times, Ted. And uh, uh, you know, one thing I do want to say, I know, I know, Sarah threw some some love Scott's way, uh, and and very well deserved. I wouldn't be sitting here right now if it weren't for him. Uh, but in the fall of 1993, we didn't have a very good year, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a rough year. We, uh, Sarah and I, lost a, a baby in 1993, and we didn't have a, a good season at all. Right. And at that breakfast after our last game, Bob looked at me and and he looked at Bill Rogan and he said, "Hey, I think we're going to be pretty good, and I think we're going to play for a while. You guys are welcome to come to any and all practices you oh, want." Wow. I talked to my principal, worked it out to where I could leave a little early, so I went to every practice for five weeks and just learned. Uh, and it was able to see a different way of doing things mm-hmm. and uh, got to know Bob uh, and Tim Du Bois really, really well. Sure. So 
I, yeah. I digress. I'm sorry. No, and that was their run for the state championship. Correct. Then. Correct. Yeah. Sure. Yep. I remember having a few brews in uh, their room that night. They won the state championship with Ted. I remember that. We probably ran into each other, Bart, and we didn't even know it. But very possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, I want to get back here, uh, ladies, and just let's – this is something that uh, really is a great question because we do have uh, – this show is going to be – a lot of people are going to listen to the show because a lot of coaches' wives want to listen to the show here. Uh, and you guys have been married for a long time. Um, and, uh, what, what would you say? And, uh, you know, you can give this a little thought. I don't mean to spring it on you, but you know, the keys to successfully getting through this, because there are so many challenges given to you as a, the wife of a head coach, so many demands. I mean, I just, I mean, I know I've been to the after, after game parties and the things that, you know, with both you guys as, as my head coach. Um, and the involvement you have with the, the team and with the assistant coaches, the assistant coaches' wives, the list goes on and on. What, what are the keys to a successful marriage and a successful stewardship of that job of being the head coach's wife? Maureen, you want to start? You, you know. Sure. Um, I think that the, the successful marriage is, from the beginning, talking. I mean, you've got to, I mean, both of be on the same page. And, uh, we were, I mean, like, uh, like with Sarah, she decided to stay home too. And I did too. And that to me was, uh, the important thing that to, just to talk about how this, how this is all going to work. Right. And you, and you have to, you just have to share and, and, um, um, the, that's the best way that's the, probably the only way yeah. is to, uh, uh, you know, try to, uh, talk about it ahead of time and, you know, from the beginning instead of just, you know, run it, you know, running into each other <laughs> or something, you know? Right. Right. And, um, yeah. So, uh, that to me, I think is the secret. And for us, for me, what worked for me was, uh, that I was to be home, not working someplace else, right. and um, and that that's what worked for us. Uh, I was uh, I was uh, you know always with the ki- you know with the kids. Sure. I was always, always there for you know what whatever was happening. I was there, and and uh, um, it just worked better. Right. It just worked yeah. that way. Right. And um, so that that's to me what I think. Uh, we've been married 57 years. Wow. And, um, Maureen, you're a saint. You know, <laughs> you know, and no matter, I mean, and we've, in that 57 years, we've moved 14 times. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, my uh, I've been part so, of that a couple of times. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, it just, uh, you just have to go with the, you know, I just decided to go with the flow. Right. And, uh, and that's, uh, and because I, didn't have to worry about, uh, we just lived that way. Right. You know, we lived that way and, and it w- was good and, and we were, uh, together a lot. And, um, I always enjoyed, uh, you know, we've always been, um, uh, happy to have parties and right. that was the most important part. And, um, just to get, get to know everybody that was on the staff and, sure. you know, it just, um, every place was different too. Right. You know, it's just, uh, it's just interesting how that all, uh, fell together. But, um, 
I, I think that like in any marriage, you just have to make sure that you're always on the same page. Right, right. Sarah, yeah. you pick it up from there. Yeah, I would have to agree with much of what Maureen shared as well. Um, I think just being involved and interested has been the key. And I, I feel like I have been oh, yeah. very involved mm. Whether Both it be cases. having the parties or, yeah, getting to know the kids, the players, I've really enjoyed that. It, um, uh, and having our own children sure. involved as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, Well, uh, I, I just want to say this. I mean, I, as I said, I've served as an assistant for both of these head coaches. And uh, being around them after they lose – I mean, it's no fun. I mean, really, yeah. seriously. I never really, you know, I'd have people come up and say, well, I, you know Coach Real well, why don't you go ask him? i say, look, I know him real well, and I'm not going to go ask him that. Not right now. We're just going to leave him alone mm-hmm. and let them yeah. work their way through this because they they're, they take these losses very, very, very personally. Yes. And if you don't understand that, uh, you're liable to get your head taken off just for number one, <laughs> but you're also not respecting what they do and the time they spend and the, uh, um, the dedication that they, and the sacrifices that they make, uh, for their program. And, uh, I think that that's really important. And in both these cases with both these head coaches, uh, you know, my hat's off to you guys because I know, um, how important it is to them. And I know how important it was to you guys as wives, uh, to support your, uh, your guy that's the head coach. So, right. uh, I've just, um, witnessed that in both these cases and it's just always, uh, uh, been remarkable to me to to see that and see the interaction because it's been a great experience for me as an assistant coach uh, to uh, uh, both know both these men and of course get to know their families and their kids and everybody that's involved in the program. So um, no question about it. Uh, okay, um, um, lessons. Uh, another kind of question runs in line with this and maybe maybe we've already answered there but some of the things that you learned along the way um as being the head coach's wife uh, uh, just any kind of summary answers to that or maureen you got anything that um, jumps out well i guess uh, the advice i've always given to um people that we've met along the way that are getting married and just starting on their careers, you know, right. that's one of the things I would always say, uh, be sure you talk it out from the beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, maybe some things might change as you go, but you start on the, the same, the same page from the beginning. then I think, you know, you'll be a lot better, better off than, right. um, you know, just think, well, you know, and one goes one way and one goes the other way. Mm. And if that works for you, that's fine. Right. But, you know, just be sure and um, you both, you know, discuss really how how your marriage is going to work. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that was always my first my what I would say to young the young people that I got to know along right. the way. Right. Right. Um, and be flexible and know that uh, uh-huh. there's going to be some late nights. Right. <clears throat> Can't expect them to be home for dinner at a certain time because that that is not ever going to be certain it's <laughs> can guarantee there's going to be a lot of late nights so right well i think also i know um i remember ted one time when we first got together as a staff 
And this was when he first came to Warsaw, and I first got to know him and stuff. And uh, we had a meeting one time. I remember him specifically saying, now, look, all of us are in this together, and that includes our wives, our girlfriends, or whoever. Uh, we're all on this together, and there's a great deal of loyalty amongst us. And I know Bart is exactly the same way. Uh, Bart goes out of his way, as did Ted go out of his way, to make sure that the staff was always together, always involved with one another, always, you know, um, making sure that everyone's okay and all those kind of things. And uh, that's one uh, trait that uh, uh, also comes from their wives and their families, too. In both cases, I know both families quite well, and that's something that's always been a major uh, thing that's important, that all of the staff really works to to work together as, you know, uh, as a unit. And uh, I think that that's something that uh, is reflective in both these coaches, successful coaches, successful marriages, uh, and successful family life. So there's no question. In my mind, as an observer from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. I think that's really true. Yeah. So. Thank you. Well, you know, I I heard this first from Lee Corso. You know, I, uh, I worked for Lee Corso in the early 80s, uh, down there in Indiana and, uh, he had, you know, our meeting and he, he said basically the same thing. And he said, I'll tell you this. He said, either you control your wife or I will control her. Because he said, and what he was talking about was he was talking about uh, nothing but positive things about the program coming from everybody in the program. In other words, you know, you, you talked about, you know, people uh, getting on the coaches up in the stands and all that kind of stuff. Right. Well, that's not a heck of a lot you can do about it. But if one of the assistant coaches' wives right. is saying bad things, that is not good. Right. I'll tell you that. Right. And if he ever found out about it, uh, there was uh, to pay. Right. I'll tell you that. He'd so, confront him. Anyway, that's where that came from. Right. And, but, and I'm convinced that's that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The way I handle that, uh, especially in the, well, either high school or college, uh, wherever I'm sitting, of course, in college, I usually had, we all sat together. But in, in high school, uh, I might sit any place. And I would, uh, you know, I would always say, I don't know if you want to sit here or not. My husband is the is the head coach, and I stand up and I yell a lot. And right, so right. I said, you might want to you might want to move. And, you know, I I always just repair them. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think that that's again reflective of uh, you know how much um, you put into this. Both of you guys, both you ladies, put uh, put so much into it that that's uh, you know people should understand that. And, and I know a lot of people don't, but they should understand that. Yeah. All right. Let's talk for a moment, just real quick here. Um, um, the, um, when, when you go through the trans, uh, uh moving from one job to another, because now y- y- you establish, and I, I think Bart one time told me that, you know, Sarah, when you guys establish yourselves down at McConaughey, you would have been perfectly happy to be at McConaughey maybe for the rest of your careers. I don't know, but, Right. Um, but you do make changes because coaches are looking to, in both cases, where you guys start out were smaller schools and you worked your way up into the bigger schools and that kind of thing. But, and, you know, in Ted's case, uh, you know, and not to bring up a sore point there, but, I mean, when Ted was in the college ranks, you lose your job because 
you're fired. I mean, you know, that's just, that happens. So how do you handle that transition? I mean, how do you go about that? What makes that, how do you make that work? And Maureen, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, well, with us, uh, we, both of our children uh, went to three different schools uh, in their 12 years of education. Oh, wow. And um, I would have to say that, that um, Kelly's was the easiest. Uh, Dan's might have been the hardest. Right. And the reason I say that is because Kelly uh, was lucky enough that she got to finish like from, I think it was fifth grade till when she graduated. Right. And that was at uh, Bloomington. Okay. Whereas Dan, um, he, he came in uh, and as a second grader and uh, he was uh, his freshman year. And then off he goes. Right. So he was just coming in to that important time uh, of making all, you know, everything happen for right, him. Right, right. And, and um, we moved and moved uh, to uh, northern Illinois. Right. And he knew nobody. Right. And uh, it took actually, he, so that was, a, he was a sophomore. And it took for, uh, for him to be a senior, and this is the way I describe it, it took for him to be a senior to, for the uh, telephone to ring. Oh, really? For Dan. Oh, okay. There, there, he, he didn't have, I mean, he was fine at school. Right. But nothing happened, you know, during the weekend. Right. Or, you know, any of that. He just, you know, it just it wasn't there. Right. And the reason for that being... I, I mean, is that just so happened that the majority of the kids that were there had been there since they were in uh, elementary school right. because uh, Bill Bill Mallory had been there for quite a number of years, hadn't right. he? And so uh, that that they had their 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 group, I guess you know, sure. that you would think that they had been yeah. a, a part of for a whole. You know, and so it was very hard. Now, girls are different. Girls, right. it's, I think, you know, girls, it's easier. But, you know, guys, they don't reach out. Right. Very seldom they reach <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it took it took him to be a senior for to, to have really, uh, you know, been happy there. Right. So okay. that was that was hard. Tough. It was hard. On Sometimes it, it all works out. With the moves, then it's no big problem, you know, not a big problem. But uh, it just so happened that our moves just, you know, one one was wonderful and the other was just a little harder. Right, right. Sarah, would you say yeah. that was true in your cases where you guys had to move? or how, What was your experience yeah. with that? Well, when we were living in Bunker Hill, we had a great little farmhouse that I absolutely loved. And we had four children in six years mm-hmm. and a great, great group of friends I had that, we, you know, we were all having our babies together sure. and um, going to football games together. And um, Bart was an athletic director for a year. And we <laughs> okay. really, I mean, we were really just plugged into that Tight. community. Yeah. So when he told me that he was going to go back to New Prairie, we, I thought, 
I, at the time, I thought you were just going to go. <laughs> okay. I was not happy with I did that. not know that. I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, yeah. Like Bart said, we uh, we lost one of our children, but we had right. we had a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and I was pregnant with our youngest, and he he had to leave me at the, in that little farmhouse with no air conditioning in the, oh, middle of the wow. summer. And uh <laughs> went to start his uh program at New Prairie and, right. and I just uh that was that was really, really tough. That would be that yeah. was a tough move. But oh, then yeah. uh once we got plugged into the community in New Carlisle or Rolling Prairie, the New Prairie schools, um right. it was a wonderful, wonderful experience there as well. And we just have uh some great friends. Sure that we still keep in touch with. And um, so that's where the kids grew up though. That's where they started school and mm-hmm. um, you know, small, small community. The teachers knew our kids and um, our next door neighbors were like grandparents to our kids. So mm-hmm. that, uh, that was really tough to leave there as well. Sure. That, that was probably the most difficult move on our kids. Um mm-hmm. Let me, that let, was home for them. Let me ask the coaches this. I mean, when you guys, I mean, obviously you don't do this just cold and say, hey, I got a new job. I mean, you, you've talked to, hey, look, I'm interviewing for this. I'm interviewing. I mean, but to come, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Hey, honey, we're moving. <laughs> yeah, right. That um, didn't go that way. No, no, I, I wouldn't think so. But, um, I mean, then when you have to come back and say, look, I've been offered this job. Uh, what transpires? I mean, there's obviously a discussion that goes on about that. Bart, would I mean, Ted, what do you guys, how that, how does those, how's that all work? Ted? Well, you can start. first of all, it's, it's much easier for the coach to get the move, I think, because you're automatically, you, you meet the teachers and you meet the coaches. Right. You know what I mean? And, sure. it, and it's, uh, you know, I think one of the one of the hardest moves that we made uh, on Maureen was when we left Hamilton Heights and went to Norwell. Uh-huh. And to this day, I don't know why I did that. Right. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, we were there for four years and then we were at Norwell for two years. But right. anyhow, uh, we had, uh, there were uh, two other families that were really close with. You know, like, for instance, at Christmas, we'd go out and cut Christmas trees together and make a whole day of it, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is that uh, one of the ladies of that group uh, lives in Noblesville, and her and Maureen still see each other a lot. Oh, wow. Uh, You know, and that's that's 60 years ago. Right, But But anyway, um, when I moved, uh, it was... You know, it, it wasn't that tough on me. You right. know, I mean, I know it was on Maureen and the kids, but uh, like I said, you know, uh, you know, I was I was excited about going to Bloomington because right. Indiana was there, and sure. uh, you know, it was a bigger school mm-hmm. and uh, had a lot of tradition and all that kind of stuff. So sure. anyway, you know, and then you talk about getting fired. Well, the reason that we moved to DeKalb, Illinois is because <laughs> Lee Corso got fired at Indiana University. Right. And uh, I became the, it was interesting, I became the uh, freshman coach 
for Dave Enright at Bloomington South mm-hmm. the next fall after we got fired. We mm-hmm. got fired in December. Right. And uh, the next fall, I went back to teaching uh, Munchkins. Right. Uh, and uh, I can remember my first teaching uh, position. I was in uh, uh, PE department, and my first teaching job was kindergarten. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. Yeah. I went from being a, a college football coach to uh, having a kindergarten PE class. Kindergarten right? cop. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. Uh, you know, the. Uh, uh, and I and so Dave and and uh, Maureen and and, our, and Kelly talked me into being uh, a freshman coach at uh, for for Enright there at Bloomington, right. and it was uh, easy to say yes because our son Dan was a freshman that year. So sure. mm-hmm. uh, anyway, um, I just think it's easier for the coach right. because he's got ready-made yeah. friends, if you will. Right. You know, right. he's got ready-made acquaintances. Yeah. You know? Bart, would you? I always said. Go ahead. I always said that he picked up his uh, desk. Desk. Uh, you know, you're. You know, sometimes you have a, a thing on the desk. You know, he just picked it up and your name uh, plate, yeah. went and laid it back down wherever is that. You know, he went. <laughs> next, that's what, yeah. Uh, the next one, but yeah. um, I would like. I want to just say that the hardest move for me mm-hmm. was when he left. Uh, being the uh, coach at Bloomington South mm-hmm. and took the job at IU. Oh yeah, and and I said, you know, that was the hardest. That was my hardest time, right? Because I knew what it was going to be like, right? And um, I can remember saying to him, "Well, I, I'm I'm not happy." And I'm, you know, but I'm, I'm not going anywhere right. and it's just going to take some time. Right. Sure. Because he did not eat any meals with us. Right. He didn't see his kids because he, because, uh, what you call it? What's his name? Coach Corso. <laughs> Coach Corso. Yeah. Worked, worked until you know, midnight. Right, right. And, you know, so, you know, we just never saw him. That was tough, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so that was my, that was the hardest one for me. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but we made it through it, and uh, uh, it, uh, it all worked out. Sure. But that was, that was hard. So, Bart, so yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. Bart, would you concur with, what, what do you think about this? I, it, we've had, incredible fortune in the places we've been. I think, Absolutely. I think you'll agree with me. We, we've been able to, uh, put down roots, uh, whether they were temporary <laughs> or, you know, some longer than others, right, right. but become fully invested mm-hmm. in the community and felt that each of the communities where we were, were also invested in us mm-hmm. and our families. And, and I think it's, it's, when you shut the door and you make that decision, you know, <laughs> you know, Jim Dermody, a good friend of both of yours, oh, yeah. always told me cowards look backwards. Yeah. And, you know, once, once you've made that decision, you somehow have to compartmentalize that portion of where you are currently at mm-hmm. and put it in a special place in your mind and your heart and move on to the next job that you're, that you're, 
really blessed to do right, right. Uh, or driven to do. And, you know, having, having the opportunity to uh, be married to Sarah, who family is everything to sure. her. Mm-hmm. Raising our kids and being home, like you talked about, Maureen, uh, was everything to her. I, I, and I, yeah. and it was probably so much harder for her uh, than me. But every time we did it, each of the four times we've we've moved, you know, you feel like you've lost a part of you. Mm-hmm. But then you get to meet and invest in a whole new group of people and you become close with those families and and they become lifelong friends sure uh you you know dave four years ago when we moved here Mm -hmm. i mean there were people that really thought you know what what are you doing (laughs) we ask ourselves that what what are we doing here right right and you know four years later uh, almost to the to the week. I think I was hired four years ago this week. Right. Right. Uh, I look back and, and, and it was a great move. We right. have, we've invested in the community. The community's invested in both of us. Um, I, I, I think something and, and Maureen, you can expound on this maybe a little bit more and maybe uh-huh. you don't feel this way. And I mean this very lovingly and uh, positively, but Sarah doesn't need me. And I think that's what makes our, no, I mean that, I mean that, that, and that makes our marriage kind of work because she is perfectly capable of taking care of things. She doesn't need me around to entertain her and tell her stories. Right. Um, she is, she's Mm -hmm. a happy person. Uh, now together we're better. Sure. But she is fine as her, and I think that's that's a positive thing if you're going to be uh, in this realm we call, you know, coaching. Right. Because right. there are going to mm-hmm. be an awful lot of nights where right. it may be late, and you might not see them till the next morning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's the one that has to be there. If she's got a party planned after a game and the game didn't go well, she knows right. – my demeanor and you know i will often text her or call her and say can you get rid of these people before i come home right she goes no you got a man up you screwed it up tonight come home and and put a smile on and and move forward right so i guess you know having her invested Mm -hmm. in so many kids lives the hundreds of kids that we've been able to uh get to know and coach mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, sometimes even know their families well mm-hmm. and the different schools and the administrators and, and teachers and coaches we've worked with. And mm-hmm. the, the one thing I will say that is sad about this, and Ted, you can agree or disagree, but like when we went back up to Mishawaka and played this fall. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. Yeah, we were talking about it earlier. But, you know, one of my coaches who I coached with for 10 years – and I watched his kids. Uh, he had one daughter and then two sons uh, after we were on uh, uh, coaching together. Uh, his daughter was helping his mom out, his wife out in the concession stand. And I walked by, you know, because the tunnel, you got to walk by. Mm-hmm. And I did not recognize his daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, she had gone from a little elementary girl to a high school <laughs> sophomore. Mm-hmm. And her junior high girl to a high school sophomore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that part of it is kind of sad because you, you, you see these guys start their families 
and then all of a sudden you're out of their lives and you just hear about things or you get pictures sent to you occasionally. So that, you know, not to be nostalgic or anything, but that's, that's kind of the, the sad end of picking up and moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well, I remember the night that night that Ted Maureen Huber came and told me they're leaving Warsaw and I cried myself to sleep that night. I mean, it's, that's, it's those kind of bonds that you have with these uh, guys and these, their wives and their families and stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's a tough pill to swallow, but you also um, always wish them the best. I mean, you want the best for them and for their families and yeah. and what they're yeah. in getting their next endeavor. And uh, that's and kind of the nature of the beast. It is. And then you move to another place, and there's new young coaches that are starting their own families, and it's almost like you get to do it all over again. Right. You know, it's, so right. that part of it's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'd have to say, having been both college and high school, that um, it's it's you get to know the yeah you're closer with in high school with the high school uh, just there's you got more time or something I don't know what it is exactly right. about but in college uh, the family you're you you know each other. Mm-hmm. But it isn't as, as you know as together as, as when you're in high school. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, yeah. You 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 get to know each one and all that, but it isn't the same as uh, when you're working together at, at a high school level. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true on my end uh, with the male. You know, with the coaches. Uh, right. I was thinking the other day, you know, there was, uh, of all the staffs that I've been on and, uh, that, you know, I, I got a lot of good friends that have been a lot of different places. And, uh, the two college staffs that I was on that I felt were the, the two best, uh, college staffs. And that's, that's that we got along and we, you know, enjoyed it and we worked together and all that kind of stuff. Um, it was interesting that both of those staffs uh, were staffs that the head coach got fired. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I, and I, you know, I'm not sure how that fits in. You know, mm-hmm. in other words, the the staff and and it was interesting. I can remember when Coach Corso. First of all, Coach Corso never came to a party. Okay, oh, really? mm-hmm. and, yeah, never. Uh, he would not. The only time he would ever, and he would have a party and, uh, at his house and you were, it was a called meeting, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it wasn't optional mm-hmm. and, uh, but, uh, he came, we got fired, uh, he got fired mm-hmm. and Harold Morrow, who was on staff, who was an IU guy down there forever, mm-hmm. uh, had a party at his house mm-hmm. and coach Corso came to the party. Mm-hmm. and had a hell of a time mm-hmm. and he you know and he said uh i probably should have done this before oh yeah you know sure and uh a guy by the name of uh oh my god that's senior moment anyway the running back coach um uh, anyhow he we were standing there talking and he said to me he said ted look around here and make sure you see everything that you want to see because this staff will never be 
altogether ever again. Right, right. Sure. Yep. Boy, that hit me. Yeah, Clarence sure. Shellman was his name. Clarence okay. Shellman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, but that was one staff, and then Bill Lynch's staff. Of course, Bill Lynch, you know, sure, uh, is the right kind of guy. But uh, right. at Ball State, and Bill got fired. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you right. know. So anyway, uh, the staff. So, uh, you know, they were those were the good ones. Now, right. uh, there was a couple of them that. Uh, I didn't think we're so good right. as far as getting along and all that stuff. So anyway. Right. right. Yeah. All right. Well, Hey, listen, um, I tell you what, um, we've covered a lot of ground here and, uh, it's just been, uh, I think this is Ted, this is our best show I think we've ever had. I mean, this is just really good stuff here. Yeah. Getting the insight from, uh, the ladies and, uh, the other side of it that, you know, I mean, most of the time we're talking to coaches and we're talking to, players and that kind of thing, which is all great stuff. And it's interesting stuff and important stuff and hall of fame kind of stuff. But, uh, uh, I don't think we have hall of fame, uh, uh, hall of fame for the coaches wives. But, uh, I think the two that I'm uh, visiting with tonight could definitely be in that hall of fame because, uh, uh, they just have been uh, super people to be around and, uh, just done great jobs, uh, of being, uh, the head coach's wife and, uh, uh, just, um, always stepping up to the plate um, when it uh, comes time to uh, uh, do what they have to do to get the job done as, as a head coach. So I uh, deeply well, I'll say appreciate this that. For yeah. I'll Too say kind. this for Maureen. Right. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just want to, I just, um, I really appreciate um, you guys spending time with us. And like I said, I just really think this is a, a great show. This is going to be our most listened to show because uh, there's going to be a lot of coaches' wives and coaches that want to share this with their wives because you're getting some insight here from some people that have been doing this for a long time and they've been successful at it. So I think that that's really, and that's something we strive for on the podcast is to share little nuggets of wisdom from the coaching standpoint. Well, this is from an entirely different perspective, but a very, very, very important part of, uh, you know, putting together a successful program. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. What I was going to say was that when you get older, Okay, like for instance, when you're an empty nester and all that stuff, and right. and the last uh, uh, what was it, eleven years, I guess, uh, eight with Bill Lynch and three with Brady Hoke at Ball State. Right. Uh, Maureen became a mentor, if you will, for a lot of the young coaches' wives. Sure. Okay, and uh, I was uh, not the head coach, but uh, right. Uh, you know, she she was uh, around all the time. Uh, and uh, she really did a great job and really helped out a lot of the young coaches' wives, and uh, it was uh, that you know it made things run better. Right, so, right. Well, and I think kudos that's, to yeah. her. Uh, yeah. We have a number of young coaches on the Warsaw coaching staff right now who's going through you know having babies and raising kids, and I know Sarah has been put in that position too. I'm sure where they come and they talk, and you know, yeah. uh, go ahead, Sarah. You can expound on that if you'd oh. like to. Yeah. Well. We certainly appreciate the the young families that we do have on staff, and we recognize the sacrifices that these young moms make. Uh, it's not easy. No, not <laughs> at all. Your kids are young, mm-hmm. and your husband's gone mm-hmm. much of the time. So, yeah, my heart goes out to them, and we just appreciate them so much. Yeah. Well, I got to say too, we just appreciate you mm-hmm. and the friend friendship that you've offered us and the support. And um, I know Bart really appreciates the way that you reached out to him 
shortly after getting the job, and you've just <laughs> yeah, you've just been a great friend to us and, well, appreciate and to the that. program. Well, he was the only that. one that voted no the night uh, <laughs> the night I interviewed. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, right, he right. was on the committee. <laughs> now, what's funny is, hired him anyway. What, what was funny was when I was on that committee. Of course, that wasn't the final committee that made the decision there. But uh, after got Bart got done talking, of course, all these people jump up and they're like ten or fifteen people there. They jump up and they're shaking Bart's hand and it's like, oh, thanks. So so much it was like bart interviewed them it wasn't them interviewed bart that's what always struck me as funny about that that initial interview but uh now that's all worked out uh, fantastic there so well i tell you what it's been a great show i really appreciate everyone coming in and talking and uh sharing their experiences here with us and uh you know later on down the road we can always have a a repeat show it doesn't necessarily have to be valentine's day show but uh, uh certainly uh um, this is fitting, and this show will go on the air on uh, next Sunday, so it'll be there for the 13th and then the week of Valentine's Day. So um, thanks a lot. Anyone got anything else for the uh, for the betterment of the cause here or not? I'm not sure how uh, our boy from Tell City would uh, – I'm sure he, <laughs> he – you know, I got, I got to throw that out. Absolutely. So, well, so. I think he'd uh, – oh, I think he'd be uh, supportive of this because obviously uh, – He's went through that whole process too there. And, uh, yeah. and I know all the coaches across the, uh, uh, state of Indiana, you know, you're, you're, you have to, you deal with this situation you deal with the family, you deal with your wife, you deal with the kids and stuff. So I hope that this uh, show, uh, has been some value, uh, to all of them and, uh, um, hope they can, uh, get some, uh, little nuggets of information there out and, and enjoy the show. And, uh, it's just been a pleasure talking to everyone. So, uh, we will be on. Uh, we got another show coming up. Next one's coming up, 1994, right, Ted? That's who we're, uh, who That's we'll be correct. talking about. Yeah. So we yep. got coaches lined up, even a player from 1994 that'll be on the show and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's going to be another great show. So thanks to everyone for tuning in and uh, you guys keep doing all the thanks great for work. Me. You bet, Maureen. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Anytime. Happy Valentine's Day to all the coaches and their wives. There you go. Absolutely. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, so everyone have a fantastic week, and thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. And this show, as I said, will go on the air on the 13th, February the 13th, and then it'll run for that week until we do the next show about 1994. So everyone have themselves a great week, and thanks for tuning in.